We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are. Agree to disagree. And I was like, <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. Like, well, make it bother. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chick Chat. It is November. We have officially entered the holiday season. And and Jeanette, are you decking the halls? Is it time yet? No, it's not time. We don't do it till like the week before Christmas. <laughs> two weeks before Christmas, maybe two weeks. Two weeks before Christmas. That was a little slow on this stuff. Well, we'll put the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little slow with it. I'm going to try to do better this year, though. I don't know how your your daughter lets you get away with that. Like, my kids, essentially, uh, yesterday, were off school for Veterans Day. And they had me write up a list of chores that needed to be done in order for them to be able to decorate the house for Christmas. So now, well, my house, my house is spick and span now is what I'm trying to get to. My house is spick and span (laughs) and decorated for Christmas. You know, I I can't take Christmas before Thanksgiving. That's just, well, okay. We typically do not put up Christmas decor until the weekend after Thanksgiving. Okay. So that's always our deal. The kids know it. However, this year we are traveling for Thanksgiving. So we lose essentially our weekend after Thanksgiving that we have set aside usually just to be at home, chill out, decorate, right? And being that we won't be home until the Sunday after Thanksgiving and then school starts back, right? Monday. Yeah. During the week's hard, like daily event. I mean, we can't just, my kids don't like to start it and not finish it. So, long story boring. We basically got a clean house yesterday and then a decorated house last night. We did say they're not allowed to put anything on the outside yet because holiday lights on the outside don't go up until like after Thanksgiving. So, I have pumpkins on the porch. Christmas on the inside. It's like nice. it's like the holiday mullet. Well, I will probably do something the first week. Try to do something the first week of December because my daughter has soccer out of town, so we'll be gone the weekend after. And then you know, crazy shopping and stuff. So I'll try to get it done ahead of time this year. Um, last year we were a little slow, but we're, we'll get it done. To me, to my daughter, she's like, just make sure the Christmas the Chris, the Christmas gifts are under the tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, I don't want, I don't care when they come. Right. right, if it's a tabletop, if it's a real tree, if it's a fake tree, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Make Fair sure enough. I have something to open. Excellent. And, and my my son is just like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he's still little enough that whatever. It's like you could give him a he's piece of Tupperware, like, right? Why is there a tree in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Understood. That'll Understood. That'll be our thing. <laughs> we so our, that's what our Christmas has changed last year. Because last year he was at that age where he could get his hands on things. 
So we have where you have the the bullet decorations with Halloween and fall on the outside and Christmas on the inside. We have the tree version of that with ornaments only go in the top half of the tree (laughs) (laughs) on the bottom and just don't have any, don't come out until the kids are in bed Christmas Eve. Fair enough. So it's very strange. And my daughter is still insistent on putting all the gifts, all the ornaments on the tree, all the ones they've made, all the ones we've collected, we've inherited. So it's like this massive, just half of a tree, no space except ornaments and then nothing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's character. We have a, we have a, you know, family ornament tree as well. Like we don't have, I don't have like a theme fancy tree. Um, We just throw everything on there that we've ever received anything for. And this year, because my parents recently moved out of my childhood home, my parents have sent me a whole bunch of boxes um, cross country of stuff that was mine from the house. And one was kind of filled with all of my Christmas things that were maybe like ornaments that were, had my name on it or all that stuff. So we have extra Christmas this year, but anyway, it is, it is mid November. We're getting into it whichever holiday people are celebrating and whenever they celebrate it, I'm excited for this time of year. Everybody just seems to be in a better mood. You know, it's the most wonderful time of year, right? That's what they say. That's what they say. Well, I wanted to start off. I have, I have several things to go over on the show today because there is there is definitely some uh, entertainment and girly, chicky type stuff to discuss. However, I have a story to share, share first. And this is hot off the press. This just happened, okay? It's probably way more exciting for me than it is for anybody else. However, <laughs> this morning, about an hour ago, I had my annual doctor's visit. We all know the doctor's visit, right? Like it was that time of year. So I had to go for my annual doctor's visit. Now, being that I'm still relatively new here, I don't know this doctor very well. You know, I've only seen her one other time. Basically, before we moved, I went and did all of my doctor's appointments, all the kids' doctor's appointments, because I didn't know whenever we moved out here how quickly I would get in with doctors, right? So we were called up when we moved out here. So we were here almost a year before I had to find a new doctor and it was time for the checkup. So this is my second time seeing her. She's very nice, really, really pleasant, but I don't know much about her. Today I learned something and now she's like amazing to me. I was being examined, if you will, (laughs) violated and examined. And she was asking if we had, if my kids were excited about the holidays. And I told her the story of how we bribed them with a big long list of chores if they wanted to decorate early and that it worked. And now we have a Christmas tree up. And she was like, oh, no judgment. We've had our tree up for like a week. 
I was like, oh, wow. Okay. She's like, well, that's our first tree. It's our fake tree. I said, gotcha. She said, we have to go get another one um, because we have to every year have a couple real trees in the house. She's like, because my husband grew up on a Christmas tree farm. And I was like, oh, well, that's fun. She was like, yeah. She was like, so his family, you know, it's been in his family for ages. And he grew up on the farm, then worked on the farm all, you know, his, his life. So he, he makes us kind of go chop two trees, bring them home. And I jokingly said, oh, it's like a Hallmark movie, right? Yeah, that was the first thing I thought. Right. And she kind of paused and she looked at her assistant, the nurse, and the nurse starts giggling and rolls her eyes. And I was like, what? And she said, well, she said, it's just that, yeah, pretty much like a Hallmark movie. It, it, it happened that way. And I was like, wait, do tell. She said she was in med school and she and her girlfriends were going on a wine tasting trip and saw as they were driving through the countryside of Oregon, a sign for uh, apple cider being sold at this little hole in the wall farm in the middle of nowhere. So they all thought this was fantastic. They're, get this, they're in a limousine as they're driving this tour, right? They stop, they go in to get cider, and there's like a mom and a dad, like grandparent looking couple running the little short store. There's a Christmas tree farm out there, and there's a guy lugging Christmas trees in plaid flannel like outside he she said all but rolled his eyes at the group because they were all these girly prissy med school students coming in to buy cider and they were taking pictures and posing and stuff and he just was like like these people and they go in, they do a cider tasting or whatever she was saying. Like they let them try out different ones. They end up chatting conversation with the parents. The mom makes some joke about her single son and how, if anybody would want to live on a Christmas tree farm, she knows just the right guy. The son comes in and is like burly and embarrassed or whatnot. And one of her friends, gives the the mom the doctor's number without her knowing it the mom contacts her days after they've been there and introduce her to her son the son says no thank you like I'm not being set up by my mom by some prissy girl that hopped out of a limousine to come to our Christmas tree farm and basically ignored each other back and forth a couple of texts a couple of phone calls for like six months before they finally just said fine we'll meet up have dinner whatever and now she's married to a christmas tree conglomerate what she's got the true hallmark story the med school student in a limousine that stops to take pictures for instagram and you know 
by cider because they thought it was quaint and cute, ends up marrying the burly single Christmas tree farm son. So this actually happened. hundred <laughs> percent. She's like, yeah, it's, it's strange. She's like, I get it. Like, it's weird. She's like, but yeah, everybody like jokes about it. Everybody jokes like big city girl marries the Christmas tree farm boy. Like couldn't have made it up. And I'm just sitting there like, like my jaws on the floor. Cause I'm just enthralled by her story. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like, really did, have you contacted Hallmark? Have you guys like. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, Which movie is about you. <laughs> I know. So it was just funny. It was, it was, it was the highlight of my day considering, like I said, I was being violated as she's telling me this, but it was, it was just the perfect thing I needed to kick off my holiday season and chick chat with you. Yes. I mean, it was well, so perfect. perfect way to kick it off. I like walked out into the parking lot and texted you. I was like, oh my God, I have a story to tell you because I was like, who else would understand this? I mean, I literally came home and tried to tell my husband and he was like, cool story, you know, but I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you don't understand. Like, listen, you're telling me this and I have the movie playing in my head as you're telling me like, oh. right. I, I already figure I know what this guy looks like, right? Like I've never seen him. Oh, I've never I have, seen the picture. Yeah, I know what he looks like. I know what he looks like. <laughs> totally know I what he looks like. I know. I know. And it's I know what his parents look like too. So it's fine. 100%. And and what your doctor looks like. And I haven't even seen her. So it's all it's all here. Don't yep. inform me, don't tell me because it's all right here. Yep. I mean I love her now. I love her. I will never leave her. Like she, you know, I'm hoping to get on like her Christmas card list. I'm hoping to like work my way into maybe a holiday party scene or something. But I have a mission to get more involved in my doctor's life so that I can be a part of this. Yeah. So it was overwhelming. It was exciting for the day. It really was. Made my doctor's visit well worth it. My doctors aren't that exciting. I'm going to have to probe into their life a little more because I don't know. They might be. You never know, right? Now we just, here, here it is. Now you never know. But everyone everyone's got a story and mine just happens to be a hallmark one it's awesome all right so let's get started we do have several things to discuss um and you know none of these are like breaking news but i would like to get your opinion on some of them because you know we we are good at giving our opinions and judging people that we have no connection with whatsoever so yeah. Today, I'd like to be a little judgy on a couple of things, okay? First of all, I'd like to discuss Travis Scott and the tragedy that took place recently. Um, Just to give everybody a recap, um, the latest update is now that at least nine people have died after a mass casualty event at Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival in Houston. Um, The People that have passed away were ranging in age from 14 to 27. The crowd began to compress towards the front of the stage and it caused panic and started some uh, causing some major injuries. And then people, as they said in the article, quote, began to fall out, become unconscious and created additional panic. Now, Travis Scott was arrested in 2017 
for allegedly inciting a riot during a concert in Arkansas, and he later pled guilty to disorderly conduct. He faced accusations from festival goers on Saturday who claimed that he continued to perform even after seeing distraught and injured fans in the audience, as well as the ambulance coming through the crowd. Um, Now, after the performance, which uh, also featured Drake, not sure of, I guess he was making like a special appearance, but uh, Travis attended a party at Dave and Buster's. And Drake then also made an appearance at the party. Um, They said that neither one were aware of the severity of what had happened. And they found out about it at the party and then they left right away, meaning they found out about the fatalities. The rapper has vowed to cover funeral expenses for all the victims, and he has shared several emotional videos on Instagram addressing mass casualty incidents and in which more um, more than 300 people are listed as injured. In addition, he has partnered with BetterHelp to supply free one-on-one online therapy to those in need. At this time, at least 36 lawsuits have been filed against Travis Scott over the incident. And among, the, among those is the family of Ezra Blunt, a nine-year-old boy who was nearly crushed to death while attending the show with his father. Um, there are reports of many people still um, in really bad condition in the hospital. Um, the last report I read said that they are not sure that this fatality number is finished. So, obviously, horrible situation. Terrible, terrible situation. You're going to a concert. You're going to, you know, um, something they promote as family-friendly. His shows have always been maybe a little more on a younger crowd. Um, And you go. You're supposed to be having a good time. And then something like this happens. And not by any means that it would make any difference. Clearly. the Vegas shooting. Um, remember the the yeah. festival there, right? So, you know, like I said, it doesn't make any difference that that person had a gun and was mentally ill, right? This was a different situation. This is is causing you not to be able to breathe. I mean, I just I can't even imagine like it it scares the daylights out of me to think that this happened at a festival, something that I love doing so much. I love going to concerts. I love going to festivals like that. I love doing this stuff. And that is scary to me. I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Is Travis at fault? Who is at fault? What else is going on? What have you heard? What are your thoughts on this? You know, obviously, I don't know legally because I don't have a law background at all. But I guess I just had so many questions. And I haven't seen the venue enough to know, like, a, like an aerial view to know what it looked like. But when I hear things like that, I'm, like, thinking, yes, it was outside, but was it enclosed? Because to me, I've been to festivals where they're outside and not enclosed. And you would think when things like that start happening, people can scatter and spread apart. They have space to move. This sounds like that wasn't 
there because people were climbing on stage and climbing on rafters. So when I think about something like that, I think 50,000 sounds like a lot for an outside area that's enclosed and not tiered like a stadium. Um, because that's going to happen when you're at a concert, especially when there's no assigned seating, everyone wants to push the push ahead and it's different when you're at a concert. Yes, these things can happen, but you have chairs in the way you have yeah. seats in the way. So it kind of puts that a little, a little layer of protection. Yes. Those things can still happen, but, um, you don't usually oversell those things when you have ushers in each row, making sure that people and security, and I know that there was security there. They said there was a lot of security there, but, what I have an issue with is it looks like from the video that people are making him aware on stage at some point. He sees people climbing. He sees people being passed out, passed and uh, you know, and being carried through the crowd, like almost crowds, not crowd surfing, but you know, that's the yeah. way they're trying to get them out. Um, and he continues to just perform. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what his state of mind at that point was, but you would think that someone would come on stage and say, okay, this has to stop. We need to move the gates. We need to, everyone needs to stand still, back up, pick anybody up that's below you. But this has become an issue. The concert will not go on until this is done. Um, Because it sounds like the crowd was trying to get him to do that. It wasn't like this was going to be a situation where the crowd was like, no, keep playing. The crowd was like, no, you have to stop. Like I I saw the videos of people yelling, stop the show. And, you know, people died four songs ago. And Mm -hmm. it's almost, I don't know who, is it the concert? I'm sure he, he had some hand in planning, but is it the promoters? Is it security who allowed more people in? Because with the other video I saw before people started rushing the stage, they had these, what I call COVID barriers, but there was those, those plexiglass barriers up and people were already trying to push on those before they opened it and said, you can go in. So you knew that something was like, people were just going to be, have a mad rush towards the stage. Um, I think he has some liability in, in my view. He's liable at some, you know, this is his show. This is his event that he put on. I'm sure the questions are going to come down to why were there 50,000 people? Were you permitted to have that many people? Where was the security? Where was the crowd control saying, you know, Hey, you've got too many or whatever. Where was all of that? So I I don't think he, he is completely innocent in this. Um, I do think he has some liability, whether that all falls in him. I think there's going to be several people that it falls on. Yeah. And I heard, saw that Drake's getting sued too. And I don't know, you know, I didn't see Drake on stage and I know he's probably a guest performer and he came out later right? and what he knew and, and <clears throat> what he knew and when, but when you see the videos of people like on stage with Travis Scott whispering to him and then he's shooing them away, it's like, yeah, well, and especially, unfortunately he has a record of, or a history of encouraging people to storm the stage. He's telling people to come on up here, get up here. You know, we want people to get involved, do this, do that. And it's, it's raging. You know, it's, it's, he's known for that. I didn't really know any of that prior to this. You know, I know Travis Scott as Kylie Kardashian's baby daddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but this is, you know, I've seen so many things now um, related to this, like people, as you were saying, the whole audience jumping up and saying like, standing on those security poles, the, the like ladder looking things where the cameras sit or the police have those monitor things up there and people are climbing them, begging to stop the show. We need help. We need help. All this stuff. So there's a few things that kind of worry me about this um, or about the stories, how they're not really, really aligning. So I've seen a video. Somebody said, well, he couldn't see out in the audience, you know, because the lights are in his eyes. And, you know, I mean, I've been to a good many festivals, but I mean, I know people that go to festivals understand typically there's always an ambulance on site. You see that um, usually Mm -hmm. over to the side, right? And it's sort of like a medical tent or they're there in case of emergency. But I've never seen, and I've read reports online from EMTs and stuff that have weighed in and said, you know, if you're driving an ambulance in the middle of a crowd of 50,000 people, some something's wrong, like real bad, you know, yeah. and here this ambulance is in the middle of the crowd. Um, that would have been a, a red flag to me. I think the fact, like you said, people are telling him to stop and he's shooing them away. Like it's not a good look. Um, and the reports say that they they were uh, ad- telling people that once they realized the severity of it, they cut the show short. Okay. But then they're saying that they go to Dave and Buster's for a party and that they didn't realize the severity of it. But I'm like, but you just said you cut the show short because right you can't you can't have it both ways right like I'm not sure why you thought I mean for somebody that's a performer like that to cut the show short that's a big deal right that's losing money that's you know losing what you've paid for all this stuff right but yet you cut it short because it was that bad but then you went to Dave and Buster's again not a good look um Kylie was there she's pregnant yes she was there and apparently again I wasn't there I don't know but Kylie was ushered off um and taken away because of the danger imminent danger that was lurking if you will they shoot her off and whisked her away in a armored car so, again, if it's that bad that you're being shooed away, <laughs> just seems like there's some more red flags. Like, yeah, I saw a video of Pitbull, um, the artist Pitbull, up on stage during a concert a couple of years ago, or I don't know, fairly recent. And they were showing how somebody came on stage to him and told him something, and he was hearing things in his earpiece. And he stopped his show and he told everybody to back up, back up. He's like, we need people to back up. It's getting too tight. Everybody take these steps forward. I'm not going to continue performing until everybody moves back. And apparently he's not the only one that's ever done that, you know, um, but this was a video of it. And so everybody kind of kept saying, if there was anybody who had the ability to kind of stop what was going on, 
it was Travis. Yeah. Um, you know, security standing down front at a concert. We've all done it. We've all tried to get to the front of a show, right? No matter how big or small it is. There's always that row of security guards at the front of the stage. I mean, they stand there and they maybe say scoot back a little bit, but it's it's not exactly, I'm not paying attention to them as much, right? I'm paying attention to his on stage. If Travis were to stop and say, I'm not going to perform anymore until you scoot back, who knows what could have changed. But yeah. I, I, person, I don't know that Travis comes back from this. It's going to be tough. Yeah. If, if not impossible. I mean, I think he's doing what he feels he should be doing. Sure. Uh, but. Yeah, and I don't know what that means for Astro World as a festival moving forward. You know, if they do it, I don't think they do it next year. Maybe they do, but I don't think they do. And if they do, I think it's going to be different somehow. You know, they're not going to be 50,000 people out in. Maybe they add days to the show and say, we're going to do back-to-back shows, but it's only going to be 20,000 or 25,000 allowed in per show. Tickets will be sold. And, you know, once we reach capacity, that's it. Um. I don't know. I just haven't, haven't never been to that festival and, and everyone was excited to get out after COVID and everything and be in that crowd. But it's, yeah, I like you, I've seen the videos of different performers stopping the show and saying, you know, this is, you know, someone even saying, telling the crowd, if someone falls, what do we do? Pick them up, you know, making them right. repeat that. Like we will stop the show. I don't mind stopping the show 10 yeah. times if I have to, you know, yeah. but we're all going to leave here safe today. Yeah. Um, and that that's on him as the performer just mm-hmm. to say my name's on this. There are people around you. If you see someone around you, pick them up, raise your hand. Let's get them the help they need. We will, if we're able to resume the show after this, we will. Right. If not, we're just going to call it a day and we're right. going to, but no music is coming on any until we have everyone who needs help getting help. Yeah. Um, and you know, and of, of yeah. course, hundred percent you should be concerned about the fans and the people in your audience, right? They've paid to be there. That is your responsibility and whatnot. But in a selfish sense, like stop the show. Like stop the show because this is not going to be good for you if something goes wrong. Right. So like I said, be selfish if you wanted to, for that reason, whatever, but whatever reason it is, the show should have been stopped well before this whole, we cut it short so we could go to Dave and Buster's too. Yeah. And, and I get the, the light was in as I can see, look, I've, I've performed before. I've been on stage before and I know what it's like to have that light. They're right. You can't mm-hmm. see everything that's going on because the lights are shining and you can't Absolutely. Really see that. But you can see the first few rows in front of you. You can see the first 50 or so rows in front of you, depending on how big the stage is and how big the venue is, you can see to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And if something in front of you is happening, you have to assume that something in the back is happening as well. Well, so, and from what I saw, a lot of it was happening at the front. Yes. Um, so where I saw the video, you, you, Yes, he could have seen that far. It wasn't like he could only see, he couldn't see any rows. He can see, you know, unless he has these high voltage lights that I've never seen before on stage, you can see to a certain point. 
Well, and even if we, it's not that dark. Right. And even if we gave him the benefit of the doubt on that and said, he said, I couldn't see anything. Okay. Well, what about all those people in your ear (laughs) and people coming up to tell you this? Like, you know, again, it's just not not a good look. Your your girlfriend has been sent away. That's right. I'm like, oh, hey. Hmm. Yeah. It could have been anything. Yeah. (laughs) She could have been like, hold on. I need to find out what's going on. Yeah. The whole thing is not a good look. Like, I just can't say it enough. I don't know who's responsible. I think it was Live Nation that put it on, um, you know, like was responsible for the concert uh, functions or whatnot. So, again, I don't know who's responsible. And, you know, it doesn't matter. People have died. Um, It's not good. And and, and it, it shouldn't have happened, unfortunately. So, um, obviously, like I said, tragic situation, hope that lessons can be learned from this, from everybody, any performer, any business, putting on festivals, any of that type stuff. I mean, these are things that you hate to make a lesson of it, but hopefully that comes out of it so that things get better in the future and we can all go and enjoy these things. So. Horrible situation, horrible news, but I got to move on because it's chick chat and we've got some important stuff to talk about. Mainly being people has announced the sexiest man alive is Paul Rudd. The man who never ages. The man who is skin like smooth milk. I just, (laughs) I, I love him. I love Paul Rudd. I'm a Paul Rudd fan. I am 100% in support of this. I also have a unique taste in men sometimes. <laughs> like I feel like people that <laughs> I'm, I'm not always attracted to the um, Hemsworth brand of things or the, the, the uh, what's his name? Channing Tatum, that type of look of things, you know, Paul Rudd's way more my cup of tea. Okay. I think he's funny. I think he's got a handsome smile and pretty green eyes and I, you know, that charm to him. I have no idea how old he is. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Um, but I adore Paul Rudd. I have for a long time, um, even from like Clueless, I was a Paul Rudd fan. So I need your opinion on this. Do you support it? Do you stand behind it? Do you think people made a big mistake? I'm okay with it. I will say it was unexpected when they released it. But then I started thinking like, I don't know how they choose the sexiest man alive and what goes into it. But for the past several months, I've been seeing these things about Paul Rudd. Like, look, Paul Rudd in the 90s, Paul Rudd today. Look, you know what I'm like? Why all this attention on Paul Rudd all of a sudden? And, and then he's saying Sexiest Man Alive was unexpected, but I was like, oh, I get it, I guess. We're just on this Paul Rudd train this year. <laughs> well, Paul Rudd has a new project coming out with Will Ferrell. Is it the Ghostbuster one? Oh, okay. No, okay, this okay. is, um, it's it's a Apple or HBO or Netflix, one of these private like streaming oh, okay. type deals, um, movie coming out about the, with the two of them in it, which not surprising things tend to happen with people magazine, you know, <laughs> knowing some timelines that are out there. Um, but I'm here for it. I support it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
I, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know how this whole thing has been, this is kind of off topic, but kind of weird. You know how lately everybody's been talking all this about Pete Davidson and how, like, how in the world does Pete Davidson get these girls? Because, I mean, he, like, dated, like, Kate Beckinsale and the girl from Bridgerton and, like, I mean. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande got a song (laughs) written about him. Like, I mean, you know, and everybody's like, how in the world is Pete Davidson this? So I saw there was a post on Twitter that some celebrity or influencer, whoever it was, wrote, has anyone ever stopped to think that maybe, just maybe, Pete Davidson actually has like a charming personality, right? Kate Beckinsale hearted it, like she liked the tweet. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's what it is, right? So do you think there is a world where Pete Davidson becomes Sexiest Man Alive on People Magazine I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he gets the Ben Affleck treatment of J-Lo and Ben Affleck of the 90s or early 2000s, whenever that was. I, if he ends up like dating Kim Kardashian, I don't know. I get the whole thing with funny guys. Funny guys are attractive. There's something sure. about them that just, you want to be with someone who makes you laugh. It's, looking at you all day is one thing, but if you can keep me entertained and, you know, yeah. even better. But um, I... I'm, I wouldn't close the door on it. I mean, maybe he's somebody's cup of tea. I, I personally know several people who are like, oh, he's attractive. I'm like, mm, yeah, he's a, I like him on SNL. Right. He's, he's, he's a nice guy. He's, he seems like I would like to be his friend. Right. <laughs> I'd have a good time hanging out with him. I think sure. we would have fun. Right. I don't know. I mean, I'll admit it. There's something. There's something there. There has to be something there. When he's on like one of those late night talk shows, you know, if he's on Jimmy Fallon or whatever, I love his interviews. I think he's like got this weird sense of humor. It's pretty funny. Um, Of course, it comes across on Saturday Night Live, but it's, I don't know. It's just something, something weird. I don't know. And, but apparently there's something there that the ladies like. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But for now, we will not take this honor away from Paul Rudd. Um, I did see some pretty cute celebrities who were reacting to people's um, announcement. Uh, Seth Rogen put no arguments here. Drew Barrymore said, great choice in Paul Rudd. Judd Apatow, who's a close friend of his, said, not going to lie, I've got mixed emotions about this. <laughs> and Josh Gad, who is, you know, um, uh, from Frozen, right? Plays, yeah. uh, what's his name? The Snowman. Yes. It says, if I had to lose to someone, I'm happy it's Paul. Um, I think, I, I, you know, I think he seems like he's everybody's friend in Hollywood or something, right? And by the way, he's 52, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. It's fine. 
I just wondered where all this Paul Rudd stuff came from all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, yeah. I open everything that's like, look at Paul Rudd. Like, why? <laughs> I know he has Ghostbusters coming out, but. Yes. I feel like it's been a campaign. And I'm not mad, but, you know, I would say it was unexpected when they announced it. I was like, oh. Oh. Good. But the, oh. Pic- the picture looked very nice. It very was. Very handsome. And. And I think a lot of people probably felt like, wait, I don't think there's anybody that's like, Ugh, this is dumb. Like, why would you pick him? Like, he's clearly nice looking, you know, like, but he's also just sort of, I think, I don't know many people that have not liked anything he's done or doesn't think he's funny. So I think he's just one of these guys that people are like, yeah, cool. Like, he's a good guy. Like, let's just give him the title. <laughs> but yeah, like you said- the whole fact that he doesn't age and the whole fact that you can't tell how old he is. And when you look back at old movies and new movies and stuff, you, you know, he's kind of the same, like, yeah, that's, that means he's probably going to be a pretty handsome 75 year old too. So, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Just kind of on topic, kind of off. When I looked at the picture, he looked very good in it. So I've already said that he looked good, but I feel like People Magazine always uses the same shot for the second man alive where they have them laying down and then there's this overhead shot of them and they're all kind of looking up, smirking at the camera. Like, is that their go-to cover? <laughs> I, I think so. And in fact, Ryan Reynolds, whom I love as well, and I kind of feel fits in the same category as Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds made a comment um, saying that they actually used his right arm from his shoot of Sexiest Man Alive. And that that when you look at the picture, you see him, you see Paul Rudd laying on one arm and that was Ryan Reynolds' arm. Clearly it's not, but he's like just saying like, yeah, he was kind of alluding to the same thing that you are. Like, they all look alike at this point. They all look alike. I'm starting here thinking like, they've all looked the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But congratulations to Paul for, you know, I'm sure he's listening. And Paul's just wanted to mom and dad for the genetics. Like, I mean, hey, man. 100%. Okay. I love it. So good, good for him. And yay for us for our world. Next, moving on. Did you hear about the new Skims and Fendi? launch that happened the other day no the what skins and skims from oh, kim skims. kardashian's underwear yeah. line i saw a picture of courtney and megan fox yeah that it? yes so kim kardashian owns a brand called skims okay Skims is basically, um, it launched back in September of 2019. It's an undergarment line. So it's like, it's like Spanx. It's, um, but it's like shapewear, right? But there's, but it's a brand. So there's a couple of like other things like socks and, um, jackets or whatever that's under that brand but it's all started with like shapewear okay so kim kardashian west has partnered with fendi to do a brand collab of fendi slash skims 
and it launched on Tuesday of this week and it sold out within, I think, and within the first 60 seconds, they sold over a thousand or over a million dollars worth of merchandise in the first 60 seconds. Okay. This, um, they said is on track to be her most successful anything she's done. I went just to be, because I was curious, there's another podcast I listened to where the girls were like trying to get in line to get online waiting room or whatever for the Fendi sale to drop. And they had some bomb, like a bomber jacket, a leather dress, a, um, tights, leggings, um, a bodysuit and like just a handful of things. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a big brand of things. It was, you know, it was 20 items or whatever. And, uh, just to give you an example, these are supposedly ready to wear items. Okay. It's not the, the, uh, the shapewear stuff, but the Fendi collection with skims has form fitting dresses and tops that start the lowest price item is $950. Leggings retail for $1,100. It also features a $2,900 puffer jacket, just in time for winter. And of course, the Skims signature under shapewear and hosiery got Fendi revamp, meaning it has the Fendi, uh, the Vindi, Fendi printed collaboration logo all over the tights like you're walking around with Fendi and Skims printed all over your tights <laughs> the highest um items were swimsuits and a leather wrap dress that sold for four thousand two hundred dollars and all of this stuff sold out in 60 seconds like Unbelievable. Well, it sold out in a couple minutes, but it made over a million dollars in 60 seconds. So if you get a chance sometime, go look it up online. Me personally, not a fan, not quite sure all the, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's not, you know, I don't live in some high fashion world. Maybe that's what it is. Um, But I mean, bravo for her, but good gracious, here's another Kardashian coming in and just taking over the world, right? Making all this money. Um, Skims was already valued at $1.6 billion prior to this collaboration. So. Well, hey, I mean, I would be scared to wear a $2,900 jacket anywhere. I'm not the most I'm the most forgetful person. I'll be like, if I lost my $2,900 jacket, I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, (laughs) I'm tearing places apart. I mean, but I know there are people who obviously can afford that um, and like labels and they just want the opportunity to say, I own this. And I wouldn't be surprised if somebody bought that and is going to sell it later for more, but of course, Christmas, so treat yourself. And, but Hey, yeah. I'd be scared of ordering something like and getting it home. Like I can't fit this. No, thank you. 
I know. Well, and that was another thing. There were all these people online I saw saying things like, gosh, they don't offer returns. I sure hope mine fits. And I'm like, you sure hope it fits. Did you just pay $1,100 for a pair of leggings and you hope they fit? Like, listen, I can't no. order jeans online because I exactly, exactly. So I'm not ordering anything that I've never, especially a brand I've never worn. I don't know what your size is. You know, I don't know what I don't, size I wear and what you're selling. I don't trust your size chart. I don't care what you give me that I need to touch. I need to feel, I need to put on, and then I need to be able to put it back on the rack and say, no, thank you. So, you know, bravo to everybody that wants to go out and purchase this, but I think it's insane. And personally, again, I know some people dig it, but I'm just not a fan of the way it looked. I don't care to walk around with Fendi plastered all over my tail. Like, it's just... I don't go anywhere fancy enough for Fendi. I mean, the soccer fields don't care this, if I'm wearing Fendi. This stuff so doesn't this look like Fendi. The leather dress is fancy. It's pretty, but it is definitely fancy. It's a leather dress, right? But, like, the bomber jacket and the leggings and the, like, sports bra-looking stuff, bralettes yeah. or whatever they call I'm like, that's not fancy stuff. That's just, I'm going to have my picture taken stuff, though, when I'm walking on the street. Yeah. Cause I'm a celebrity. Yeah. So nonetheless, interesting collaboration. Congratulations to Kim, but crazy the way things are working right now with that, <laughs> where this is all going. I'm not too sure. Okay. Time for my favorite story to tell you sort of favorite, sort of not. Did you hear that the queen will be weighing everyone after Christmas dinner. Oh. I'm a little Why? upset. I'm a little upset. Okay. Because I didn't know this, but apparently this is a tradition that happens when they go for holiday at Sandringham um, up in Norfolk, her estate in Norfolk. When you come for the holiday dinner, you have to step on a set of antique scales, be weighed, and then you eat dinner full of all the turkey and trimmings and everything else. And then you get weighed again when you're done. And they want to make sure you're, quote, being well fed. It's a t- tradition and everyone has to do it in the royal line, or if you're a visitor at Sandringham for the holiday dinner. So Kate Middleton is getting weighed at Christmas. Like, I am now starting to wonder if this is why Meghan Markle left. <laughs> because she did go to one, did she? She's like, what is this? I'm sorry. I don't know if I could even accept the fact that if I was ever invited to a royal dinner at Sandringham to be weighed before and after I ate. I'm just not sure I could do it. Like, I want to go so bad. (laughs) But like, I'm going to need major more info. Like, okay, so here I, I pulled some quotes. 
it says, um, they do this because they think it makes sure that the guests are having a great time and being well fed. And no, thank you. It does not sound like a great time to me. Next, it says the tradition dates back to King Edward the five, six, seventh, his reign in the early 1900s and applies to all members of the royal clan as the festivities undeniably evolve, revolve around eating the royal family first enjoyed a turkey dinner with all the trimmings before indulging themselves tea complete with a quote gargantuan ice cake and then you're gonna weigh me again you can weigh me when i get there and then when i get off like i'm a little disappointed in this day and age that the queen finds it necessary and thinks that this is okay If you get invited, are you going? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you going. I need to know who's going to be standing at the scales. Like, who's monitoring this? Are you jotting it down on a clipboard or something? Is William, like, behind me in line? Like, is he watching? Like, you know, I see, like... um football players when they're trying out and they have to come stand in line and get weighed and then the coaches ask what position they are you know um you see it on movies and stuff and all these guys come up and they're like you know big guys and big muscles and they're they're happy for their weight and people are cheering and stuff like but the people behind him can see what the scale says is there going to be a royal prince or king standing behind me looking at it or is there going to be a discreet footman that's going to say like, okay, thank you very much. That was your weight. You can move on. Like, and no one else knows. Yeah. Right. Like, are it you just determine whether I get dessert? <laughs> announce it. Like, is this a prize or winners or something? You know what I mean? Cause they Wait, want no you to be dessert for Madame Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> like the, <laughs> do you do you do you get a prize though like i think they're wanting you you have i think you they want you to they want you to get weighed after you eat too because then they want to make sure you've been well fed they think it's like fun to see if who ate the most of their fantastic food so i'm just i don't know i'm going but a little I'm a little like hoping this is not real and it's a hundred percent real and the person that um reported on it actually had been a guest there back in 2018 I mean yeah, I'm thinking foot on the scale on their foot on the scale like come on now <laughs> I don't know that much I'm I'm like I'm I'm picturing myself like <laughs> walking walking up to these scales and being like you know hold on a second and like taking off my shoes taking off my purse taking off all my jewelry taking off all that yeah. stuff right i'm wearing right. a sheer summer dress in the middle of winter before we go up there like i mean i need an extra 10 minutes right at the scale no to jewelry to prepare myself I'm not yeah. fasting the week before that. Absolutely. I feel like Christmas. 
I'm eating a cube of cheese for lunch each day, right? It's just, that's it. But yeah, and then, you know, I'm thinking, I thought the better way to do this maybe was like, you maybe weigh everybody's plate of food, like weigh their food. And and then if you get clean plate club, you win a prize or something. Like, <laughs> oh, you made a happy plate. Yes. <laughs> I just clean delighted. <laughs> I oh, am willing to bet happy. you. I'm willing to bet this you. This is a hundred percent why Megan left. But okay, on a serious note, on a serious note, I have heard rumors when I started diving into this because I read it and I was like, mm, I don't know. My queen would never do that, right? And then I started reading more and more. And then I'm finding out it's true and people are talking about it. There was one article, again, serious note here, that claimed this was an issue for Diana. Oh, yeah, I can see that because she struggled with bulimia, right? Correct. So like, I don't know. It just seems like one really weird family game that that people do in the holidays, the you know. Game. Yeah, this is the family shame game. Right, right. Like now when now when Uncle Charles pinches you on the cheeks and be like, Oh, getting a little lady, are we? You know, like you know Uncle Charles that I just was yeah. before dinner. It's because of Christmas dinner, damn it. I mean, these are also those that type of family that's probably like okay, we've all been weighed and we know who has the most food in their belly. Now we're all going to go for a jaunt out in the field to go hunting or something, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, so now. Is I'm, there pressure to eat the most food? Is there pressure to like gain a certain amount of weight at dinner? Yeah, that's, you- that's what it sounds like is that they're weighing you first. And then they weigh you a second time after you eat their delicious dinner. So, like, that's why I'm wondering if there's a prize or like a, a medal or something to maybe get a trophy. Like, biggest eater at Sandringham 2021. Like? You get the scale. It's a the it's a the biggest to get the plate the golden plate. Or it's a like a humpback whale if i start seeing pictures of their homes and they've got plates lined up everywhere i'm gonna think that's who won that year okay so here's the thing we've got the queen prince charles camilla william kate who's taking home the trophy this year out of those five because he's no. going to be my guest. Andrew's not included anymore at all. Okay. Andrew has to eat downstairs. It's just the line of succession. Is that it? Or Well, this is just for me and my purposes. But oh, okay. when, when you I attend Sandringham for Christmas dinner, everybody has to get weighed. If you are a, there and everybody in the royal clan, as well as the guests. But in Chick Chat world, up on the up on the podium, we've got the Queen, Charles, Camilla, Wills, and and Kate. 
Who are you? Who are you thinking William. takes him? William. You think? He's the youngest. He's the most active. I could see him putting down a little bit more food than anybody else. I'm going Camilla, just out of pure spite. <laughs> okay. I go with that one too. I was going to say Camilla, but then I thought it'd be mean and I didn't want to get shaped. No, I don't but think for any that. other reason other than this is one thing she can do to really prove herself in this family. Like, this is, hey, you know, the queen thinks it's a great tradition. And if she can compete, then by God, take home that trophy. Because, you know, I mean, I don't feel like there's a lot else that people love Camilla for. But winning at Sandringham, this might be her her event. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, like I said, a little disheartening to know that this is happening. But to each their Will own. Harry and Megan be going back for Christmas? Doubt it. Doubt it. Mm-hmm. If they she are, they're just going to scale. She just had a baby. She's not. Ha- she's not playing that this year. No, she's like Harry. I'm not getting on the antique scales ever. <laughs> so the antique scale, like the picture in my head right now, is like. Yes, I picture one of these things. Like I, okay, my worst nightmare is picturing one of these things that looks like. From Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when the goose is up there and lays the egg, and then it pops down, and the little scale goes back and forth, and it's like good egg or bad egg. You know, I'm picturing literally having to stand up on this like platform, and the the scale like in the grocery store like goes down really far and bounces and stuff, and then everyone's watching and is like, "Oh, bravo, bravo!" Like you. You made weight this year. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you, <laughs> it just seems highly uncomfortable and really unroyal like. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Don't weigh me in public. Like, we come be, on. We won't be adding that tradition to my family. We're not going to do that. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Okay. So in a final thing here, I have our very favorite tradition of this or that we haven't done it in a while and these i'm just gonna say are a little off the cuff i did a little research you ready to go they're they're quick fire ready Let's do it. test the waters or dive into the deep end test the waters i'm diving the deep end Ketchup or ranch? Ketchup. I'm ranch. Damn it. Who are we? All right. <laughs> Bad breath or body odor? Oh, for, for me or somebody else? Don't know. I can't stand either one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go bad breath right now only because I can wear a mask. Absolutely. I go bad breath as well, mainly because I feel like I can blame it on like what I just ate. Yes. Like body odors, that's tough. You got to have a buildup for that, right? You gotta stick, it's got to stick with you all day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Loud neighbors or nosy neighbors? Loud. <sighs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> There's something to be said about a nosy neighbor because you get all the gossip. I go nosy. I'm nosy. And they'll watch your property 
and you won't even have to worry about anybody. They're going to tell you who came to your house, what time. I'm going nosy. I'm changing my answer to nosy. It's neighborhood watch. That's yeah. what we call it in our neighborhood. We've got some neighborhood watchers. <laughs> All right. Be embarrassed or be afraid? Be afraid. Me too. Like, I'm afraid to step on the scale, but I can handle the afraid part. I don't want to be embarrassed stepping on the scale. All right. Attend a party or host a party? Attend a party. Same. Nothing stresses me the F out like hosting. While I enjoy it, I do enjoy it. I will... 10 out of 10, go to a party before I host one. Yeah. Pattern or plain? Plain. Same. French fries or onion rings? French fries. I'm onion rings. Back to the bad breath thing. (laughs) Brand name or generic? I can do generic. I don't care. Same. I I enjoy generic. I take pride in the fact that when I find a good generic (laughs) brand. Yeah. Yeah. Art museum or history museum? History. Okay. I'm going art museum. Zombies or vampires? Mm, Vampires. Same. They always seem cuter in movies. I know what to do. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, free lunch or free dessert? Free lunch. Me too. Time machine or magic wand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Time machine. Mm, I'm going magic wand because I'm cheating the system. I'm doing the whole like I'll use my magic wand to go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) Like that whole uh, genie and three wishes and my third wish is to have infinity of wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No company or bad company? Oh, no company. Same. Totally fine. No company. (laughs) Don't need to. No. (laughs) I enjoy if you're here, if you're good company, but... Yeah, I I can do without. Wash dishes immediately or wait until the sink is full? I try to do it immediately. Doesn't always work, but. Mine get rinsed immediately and straight to the dishwasher. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. I don't wash a lot of dishes unless I need to use something like a pan or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's rinsed in the dishwasher. Straight away. Yes. Painful truth. Or comforting lie? <sighs> comforting, tr- or no, painful truth. You can't combine them. <laughs> no, I said painful truth. Which okay. one was it? Yeah, painful truth. Yeah. I, I say painful truth as well. Absolutely. All right, William or Harry? Harry. Gosh, I know. And it's getting so tough these days. So tough. No, it's not. It's still very easy. But I, it's been tough. But I mean, I still go Harry. But I'm, but you know, if 
if Wills brings home the title this year of most weight gain, like I could, I could support that as well. Like I could get behind that. But so maybe, maybe I, yeah, I'm going to need to see the results chart of like who came in where and, um, and I can make a final decision. What a weird thing that is. I'm never going to stop talking about it. All right. Well, that's all I got for you today. This was fun. Yes. It's a nice little way to end the week. It's Friday. The show will be coming out next week. We'll spark up some buzz. Give Paul Rudd some love. You know, tell the queen where to stick her scales. And 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 then continue to jump into the holiday season without testing the waters. We're jumping straight in. You're invested now. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, Jeanette. Thank you. You too, Mary Margaret. Thanks. Um, I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for The Mesh, who is our fantastic podcast network provider. I love all the shows on The Mesh. Anybody that wants to check them out should go over to themesh.tv. I am thankful for Moose, our producer, who's been listening quietly and behaving himself. Um, Even when I talk about going to the female doctor today, appreciate that, Moose. (laughs) Um, And I'm thankful for everyone listening. So thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to those who are celebrating. And, you know, we'll be back right after Thanksgiving, hoping to... um, a little something special in December for everybody. So we'll stay tuned for that. Until then, Jeanette, take care. See you soon. All right, guys, take it easy and we'll catch you on the flip side.